This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning. We're under a dense fog advisory. There's some mist out, 54 degrees at the KVOM studios. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch on this Thursday, the 8th of December, 2022. And this dense fog advisory is for Conway County as well as Faulkner, White, and Woodruff until 9 o'clock this morning. Visibility is low. That makes for hazardous driving conditions. So slow down, use your headlights, leave plenty of distance ahead of you. Now it looks like we're in for another rainy day today. We've got an 80% chance of showers, but nothing severe with that. And not too much of a warm-up today, a high of 61. Tonight, there's a 50% chance of showers, and they should be gone around midnight. It'll leave us with mostly cloudy skies, a low of 54. And that'll clear up Friday. We'll see sunshine, a high in the mid-60s with calm winds. Rain returning to the forecast Friday night, and especially Saturday, a 90% chance of showers, maybe even some thunderstorms here and there. Saturday's high around 62. That'll move off to the east quickly, and we'll have sunshine on Sunday and a high of 57. So kind of a mixed bag of weather if you're planning on doing some muzzle-loading deer hunting this weekend. Sunday may be the better day for that. Right now, a dense fog advisory 54 at the KVOM studios as we congratulate our employee of the day this Thursday. It's Becky Dold with Conway County Farm Bureau. Obituaries this morning, Johnny Corrine Wallace Bailey, age 99 of Perryville, died on Wednesday, December 7th. A lifelong Perry County resident, she graduated from Perryville High School and briefly attended Washtaw Baptist College before being called home due to her father's death. She took over her father's position in the sheriff's office, becoming the county's first female deputy sheriff. She worked in a munitions factory during World War II. Her first husband, J.Q. Allen, died of war-related injuries. Her second husband, Marvin Bailey, was a prisoner of war during World War II. She was active at Union Valley Baptist Church, was a member of the Perry County Historical and Genealogical Society, and assisted with a history book of Perry County. For 60 years, she was associated with the Perry County newspapers, writing and gathering news, serving as her community correspondent for most of that time. She was a member of the Perry County branch of the Poets' Roundtable of Arkansas. She is survived by her son, Robert W. Allen, a granddaughter and two great-granddaughters, among others. A memorial service for Johnny Kareen Wallace Bailey will be held Saturday, December 10th at 11 a.m. at the Union Valley Baptist Church. Private burial will be at a later date. Memorials may be made to the Union Valley Baptist Church or to a charity of your choice. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Gary Wayne Kaufman, age 68, of Moralton, died Monday, December 5th. He graduated from Moralton High School and joined his father's farm, where they raised cattle together for many years. After his father retired, Gary spent 26 years working at Arkansas Craft. In 2006, he was recognized as Employee of the Year. He was a lifelong member of Calvary Baptist Church in Moralton and is survived by his sisters, Betty Kaufman and Brenda Graves, a brother-in-law, a nephew, and seven nieces, among others. Arrangements for Gary Wayne Kaufman include visitation Saturday, December 10th at 1 p.m. at Calvary Baptist Church in Moralton with a service to follow at 2, officiated by Brother Scott McDonald. In lieu of flowers, memorials may be made to the church or to the charity of your choice. Arrangements by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Maxine Taylor Morris, age 90, of Center Ridge, died Thursday, December 1st. 
Visitation will be Friday, December 9th, 3 to 5 p.m. in the McKee Payne Slumber Room at Vance Wilson and Jarrett Funeral Directors. Funeral service will be Saturday, December 10th at 2 p.m. at Friendship Missionary Baptist Church in Center Ridge. Arrangements are by Vance Wilson and Jarrett Funeral Directors of Moralton. James Jim D. Rankin Sr., age 79, of Moralton, died Tuesday, December 6th. Funeral service will be Friday, December 9th at 2 p.m. at First United Methodist Church of Moralton with Pastor Bill Sarden officiating. Burial will be at Elmwood Cemetery in Moralton. Visitation will be 1 p.m. prior to service time at the church. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Ralph Waylon Ruff, Jr., age 72, of Center Ridge, died Tuesday, December 6th. Survivors include his wife of 27 years, Nancy McKnight Ruff, and sons Chris Ruff of St. Vincent, Kevin Ruff of Elkins, Michael Lloyd of Colorado, Jimmy Lloyd of Center Ridge, David Lloyd of Bee Branch, and Scotty Lloyd of Plummerville, 12 grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren, among others. Funeral service for Ralph Waylon Ruff, Jr. will be Monday, December 12th at 2 p.m. at the Harris Chapel with Brother Will Doty and Brother Jesse Hales officiating. Burial will be at Center Ridge Cemetery by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. The family will receive friends Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Now 736, render a dense fog advisory, 54 degrees at the KVOM studios. Not much of a warm-up today, only getting up to 61, and we've got an 80% chance of showers. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment. Your financial situation is unique to you. That's why you deserve a bank that helps you get what you want. Hi, I'm J.B. Mouse, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Need to borrow money? Instead of red tape and a one-size-fits-all lending decision model, you'll work with a decision maker who will be there every step of the way. Let us partner with you and help you achieve your goals. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcome, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. It's 738. We're under a dense fog advisory. 54 degrees at the KVOM studios. A Perry County resident was arrested by Faulkner County authorities last week on child pornography charges. The Faulkner County Sheriff's Office Criminal Investigation Division arrested 31-year-old Blair Michael Williams of Bigelow December the 2nd on charges of distributing, possessing, or viewing of matter depicting sexually explicit conduct involving a child, computer exploitation of a child, and sexually explicit conduct children following a six-month investigation. The investigation began after Williams was terminated from his job with the Mount Vernon Enola School District in May for school policy violations. Following his termination, An audit of Williams' school-issued accounts and equipment revealed suspicious activity that was immediately reported to the Faulkner County Sheriff's Office. The Faulkner County Sheriff's Office thanked the Perry County Sheriff's Office for their assistance with the execution of a search warrant at Williams' place of residence. A Moralton man is also facing child pornography charges following his arrest last month. 39-year-old John Doyle was taken into custody and booked into the Conway County Detention Center November 16th. He's been charged with three counts of computer child pornography. Exciting things are planned at the University of Arkansas Community College at Moralton in 2023. The college will be celebrating its 60th anniversary as an institution with a variety of activities and events for the entire community to enjoy each month. 
While some dates and details have not been finalized, the celebration will start with the birthday cake kickoff event in January. In February, UACCM will hold its inaugural gala fundraiser. Chancellor Lisa Willenberg says that's just the beginning of the year-long celebration. We are actually going to have, as I said, events every single month of the year. A couple of the highlight events is we're going to have um, a, a trap shoot uh, this year. Uh, we're also going to have um, an antique car show and classic movie night. We plan to have an archives exhibit um, that, that we hope will will pull back a lot of our alumni and our retirees and former board members and such. The biggest celebration of the year, Willenberg says, will come in September when the college officially hits the 60-year anniversary of its founding. September 16th, actually, 2023, will be our official 60-year anniversary, birthday, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we hope to have a huge community-wide picnic. Uh, we're, we're going to have all sorts of activities and, and food for anybody that, that is able to come out. So we really look forward to that event. Hope to add a concert uh, to, to that. More details about all the activities planned for the UACCM 60-year anniversary celebration will be announced in the near future. Two Conway County residents are among the 42 Arkansans to whom Governor Asa Hutchinson intends to grant pardons. Richard Alexander of Moralton was convicted on five counts of delivery of a controlled substance in Conway County in 1992. All terms of Alexander's sentence have been completed, and he's had no further criminal law violations. There are no law enforcement objections to the application. William Sims of Springfield was convicted on several drug charges in 2003 and 2006 in Faulkner County. The sheriff has raised objections to Sims' request for clemency. Among the others Hutchinson intends to pardon are Jesse Howell of Atkins, who was convicted of residential burglary and theft of property in Pope County in 2001, Matthew Kisling of Dardanelle, who was convicted of breaking and entering in Yale County in 2003, and Jeremy Bowes of Briggsville, who was convicted of theft of property in Yale County in 2001. There are no law enforcement objections to Howell and Kisling's requests for clemency, but the prosecuting attorney has raised objections to Bose's requests. All applicants intended for pardons have completed all jail time, fulfilled all parole and probationary requirements, and paid all fines related to their sentences. There's a 30-day waiting period to receive public feedback on the notices before final action is taken. Flu activity in Arkansas remains very high, according to the latest report from the Arkansas Department of Health. Flu activity levels reported to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have Arkansas ranked 12th on the CDC's 13-point scale. The update released Wednesday for the week ending December 2nd shows an additional 15 flu-related deaths in Arkansas over the past week to bring the total this season to 45. Arkansas had just 30 flu deaths all of last season. Since October 2nd, the report notes there have been over 14,200 positive influenza cases reported to the health department by health care providers. 16 nursing homes and other institutions have reported influenza outbreaks this season, up from 13 in last week's report. Nationally, the CDC estimates there have been at least 8.7 million illnesses, 78,000 hospitalizations, and 4,500 deaths from the flu so far this season. Now 7.43. Let's check our market report. Here's Samantha Cassidy of Edward Jones in downtown Moralton. 
On Wall Street, U.S. equity markets are modestly lower on global growth concerns. The economic calendar was light today, but investors remain cautious ahead of the U.S. inflation data and the Fed rate announcement next week. European equities were mixed, but Asian stocks pulled back following weak trade data coming out of China. China confirmed the easing of testing and quarantine rules in a major step towards reopening, with Hong Kong equities rallying 32% over the last month. The Dow closed at 33,597, up one point. NASDAQ closed at 10,958, down 56 points. Volume was heavy as 938 million shares traded hands on the big board. Taking a closer look at stocks of interest to Arkansans, AT&T was up 13 cents at $19.30. Bank of America was down 26 cents at $32.74. Deere & Company was up $2.40 at $440.65. Energy Corporation was down $1.08 at $116 even. Under Armour was down 13 cents at $8.27. Simmons Bank was up $0.04 at $21.28. Regents Financial was up $0.19 at $21.59. Southwestern Energy was up $0.04 at $6.04. Tyson Foods was down $0.41 at $63.74. Walmart was down $0.78 at $149.11. Live Ramp was down $0.11 at $21.40. Interpublic Group was down $0.58 cents at $32.10. Nextera Energy was up $0.11 cents at $85.29. Natural Gas was up $0.34 cents at $5.81. Precious Metals were higher. Gold was up $16.60 at $1,799 even. Silver was up $0.56 cents at $22.90. I am Samantha Cassidy with Edward Jones, Doug Cahill's office, North Moose Street in downtown Moralton. On our community calendar, the Conway County Retired Teachers will meet this morning at 10 at the Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce office in downtown Moralton. A ribbon cutting and grand opening for the newly renovated Plumbers, Flowers, and Gifts in Moralton will be held this afternoon at 4. Point Remove Brewing Company will host its Holiday Makers Market tonight from 5 till 9, Several local vendors will be on hand for holiday shopping. There will be live music by Cordsmeyer Music, and the Crepe Coop food truck will be on site. Moralton Bands present their annual winter concert tonight at H.B. White Auditorium. The junior high concert is at 5. The high school concert will follow at 6. The Perryville City Council meets tonight at 6.30 at the Perryville City Council meeting room. Knights of Columbus Council 6680 in New Dixie is holding an all-you-can-eat spaghetti and sausage supper this Saturday. 4 to 7 p.m. at St. Boniface Parish Hall in New Dixie. Meals are $15 for adults and $7 for kids. For takeout, you can call 501-759-2896. And the Nemo Vista 4-H Pioneers will hold a Christmas parade in Center Ridge Saturday. Lineup starts at 4.30 p.m. at Nemo Vista School. The parade starts at 5. Refreshments and Santa will follow at the Nemo Vista FACS building. The parade theme is 12 Days of Christmas, and if you'd like to join the parade, you can call Angie Garris at 501-977-5214. Well, did you know that you can hear KVOM's News Watch whenever it's convenient for you? It's available on the KVOM podcast channel, and you can subscribe for free 
by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, or you can just listen on our website or app. You can listen whenever it's convenient for you. Search for KVOM where you listen to podcasts. The KVOM Newswatch podcast is published each weekday and is brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. Coming up on 748, we're under a dense fog advisory, 54 degrees at the KVOM studios. On our close-up segment, we'll visit with Jordan Bennett, music director at the First United Methodist Church of Moralton. Eric Tyler's up next with sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues. When you need to borrow money to invest in your business, you deserve to get your loan done quickly and with personal service. Hi, I'm Kyle Halbrook, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Personal service is our priority. When you call us for your commercial lending needs, a local banker will answer the phone and we will know your name. We will work with you to tailor a loan to fit your budget. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you will feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Daddy Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Hey, Villains Newswire, Chris Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Former Marlton Devil Dog quarterback Jacoby Criswell is taking an official visit to Fayetteville this weekend as he determines where he will continue his collegiate career. The former Gatorade State High School Player of the Year has spent the past three seasons as a backup at the University of North Carolina and announced following the Tar Heels' loss last Saturday in the ACC Championship game that he is entering the transfer portal Arkansas recruiting experts Danny West and Richard Davenport have both indicated Coach Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks are the favorites to link Chris Will, who was offered a scholarship out of high school by the previous Arkansas staff but not heavily pursued. Chris Will has three years of eligibility remaining and would be able to compete with K.J. Jefferson for the starting job in 2023 before becoming the prohibitive favorite to be the starter in 2024 if he decides to join the Razorbacks. Behind the strength of 10 first-half three-pointers, the Marlton Senior Girls basketball team built a 33-point lead by halftime on the way to an easy 71-34 win over Hot Springs Lakeside in the first round of the 14th annual Petty Jean Classic Basketball Tournament sponsored by Petty Jean Meets at Devil Dog Arena on Wednesday. The Lady Devil Dogs opened the game on a 16-0 run and never looked back in picking up their eighth win of the season against one defeat. Senior Cheyenne Kemp led the scoring for Marlton with 18 points. Senior Cameron Real followed with 14 and junior Sophia Warman chipped in 12. The Lady Devil Dogs advanced to face Bryant in the semifinals on Friday. The Lady Hornets beat Bentonville West 65-22 on Wednesday. Marlton's boys have also advanced to the semifinals. The Devil Dogs got 25 points from junior Corey Mosley in a 65-42 win over Valley Springs in their first-round game last night. Senior Markel Swinton added 14 points, including a shot from three-quarters court to beat the first-quarter buzzer. Juniors Malik Pleasant and Yahir Ross each scored 10 for the Devil Dogs to improve their record this season to 5-3. Devil Dogs will face Jacksonville in the semifinals on Friday. The Titans beat Greenbrier 47-37 on Wednesday. Tournament's consolation games will be played tonight, starting with a girls game between Clarksville and Valley Springs at 4 p.m., followed by a boys game between Maumelle and Lake Hamilton at 5-15. A girls game between Lakeside and Bentonville West is scheduled for 6.30 p.m., and the action wraps up with a boys game between Valley Springs and Greenbrier at 7.45. Marlton's 7th grade and junior high teams are in action tonight. 7th grade girls and boys teams play at BB starting at 4.30 p.m. The 8th and 9th grade girls and boys teams play at home against BB also starting at 4.30. Those games will be played in the junior high gym. 7.52 now as we take a look at weather 
on this Thursday. We've got north winds at 5 miles per hour. Barometric pressure 30.18 inches. Low temperature this morning, 53 degrees. High yesterday was 64. A year ago today, the low is 29. The high is 58. As of 7.30 this morning, we had received 1.19 inches of rain over the past 24 hours to bring our total for the year at the KVM Studios to 45.76 inches. Sunset this evening, 4.59. Sunrise tomorrow morning at 7.07. And we do have a dense fog advisory in effect this morning until 9 o'clock. So limited visibility for your morning commute. Be very careful uh, if you're out uh, and about this morning. We'll have... Rain chances continuing today, mainly before noon, 80% chance, and 30% for the afternoon. High near 61 degrees, 50% chance of rain this evening. Then just a slight chance overnight with a low in the mid-50s. A mostly sunny day tomorrow with a high near 65, but rain back in the forecast on Saturday. Right now we have got... A little fog and mist and 54 degrees in Marlton at 7.53 on KVOM. Newswatch continues in just a moment. Are you ready to make some home improvements? Is it time to buy your child's first vehicle? Hi, I'm Teresa Brown, Assistant Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank in Moralton. Let us help you get a loan to fit your needs. We'll meet with you face-to-face and personalize your loan to fit your budget. Best of all, you'll work with a local decision maker who will help you with the whole process. Because when you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. NMLS number 1590686. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. It is 757 now on KVOM. And we're joined on our close-up interview this morning by Jordan Bennett. He's the music director with the First United Methodist Church, Marlton. Good morning, Jordan. How are you? Morning, Eric. Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. It's good to have you in with us on this Thursday morning. And... Uh, we're going to talk about a big, uh, I guess, annual Christmas time event there right. at, the, at the church, the Festival of Lessons and Carols. That's so, right. Yeah. D- tell us a little bit about that. Uh, when it is? This yeah. Year. So, so it is. Uh, as we say, it's it is the most wonderful time of year we are in now. With all we have music performances, it seems like everybody's doing them. Um, our lessons and carol service, uh, the the church has done it for dozens of years. Um, it is upcoming this Sunday morning for our traditional, uh, our normal 10 o'clock service uh, this Sunday morning. And um, it'll be Monday evening, this upcoming Monday evening at 7 o'clock. And that's going to be a candlelight service. Um, again, that'll be at 7 o'clock with a, with a small reception to follow uh, afterwards, this is a uh, the lessons and carol service. It, traditionally, um, well, it, it's been uh, it's been going since the early 1900s. Uh, mm-hmm. It actually originated uh, over in the UK. Uh, they do it every year at uh, King's College, Cambridge, uh, over there. That's where it originated. But many many places do it now. But uh, this service has been around for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and basically uh, there are scripture readings, uh, lessons, as we say, followed by anthems that the choir will sing. There's some congregational singing, a few hymns as well. 
Um, and it basically starts from, you know, the lessons go from the, the fall of mankind to Adam and Eve in the garden uh, to the foreshadowing of Christ's birth all the way up to his birth uh, with scripture readings in between. And then uh, the songs that follow kind of follow kind of uh, fit those themes um, all the way through uh, Christ's birth. So just a really neat, uh, it's just a neat service. There's really nothing like it. And certainly anyone can come to that, uh, the, the Sunday morning uh, service, that uh, community can come to that, but certainly uh, Monday evening as well, right? That's right. That's right. We see uh, a lot of our congregation that's normally there on Sundays. Uh, they'll be there for the Sunday service. We'll have some, some people from the community as well. Um, and a lot of our uh, regular uh congregation will come monday night as well because it's a it's a both services are great but the monday night service is uh, it's just special uh also because the candlelight and the choir comes in with uh with candles and uh you know congregation will do uh candles towards the end of the service and it's just a really nice the monday night service is really nice all right, so looking forward to that. Uh, in the Sunday, what do you say, Sunday at 10? Sunday morning, 10 a.m., and Monday night at 7 p.m. with a small reception to follow. So if you're big into, uh, if you're big into uh, receptions where you can have some punch and some cookies and small things like that afterwards, then, then come out Monday night. But the choir has, uh, we've been working on this, the music, really since probably September. Um, they we they get music, uh, you know. I kind of I give them out a few at a time because the choir is going to be doing eleven or twelve pieces of music, which is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I applaud them for that. They they've been working hard. Um, but we've been working on the music since about September, um, so we we for sure want to have a a great audience to sing for. Um, and we just want to share the gift of music with anybody that wants to come out. So please come. Yeah, Sunday morning, ten a.m. Monday night at 7. We'd love to see you there. We, we, we really would. All right. Looking forward to the Festival of Lessons and Carols. Again, a tradition at First United Methodist Church in Marlton for what, dozens of years. Dozens of years, yeah. yes. All right. Looking forward to that again Sunday morning, 10, Monday at 7 p.m. Jordan Bennett, anything else for us this morning? That's all I got. Just please come out. We, we would love to see you there. All right. We thank you so much. That's Jordan Bennett, music director there at First United Methodist Church. In Marlton 801 now on KVOM. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.